You're listening to Partnernomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics solutions, visit Partnernomics.com. Welcome back to another episode of Partnernomics Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Brigman. And on today's show, man, I love, I love working with startup entrepreneurs, man. So I'm jazzed for this one. Uh, we are talking to Ben and Gabriel. So Gabriel is the co-founder of uh, the Streaming Guide, a really cool company based out of New York. And Ben is uh, one of his sidekicks running a VP of media partnerships. So we get to talk to, you know, kind of the entrepreneurial flavor. And we also get to, to hit on partnerships, which is obviously the, the center point for, for this particular podcast. But Gabriel and Ben, thanks for uh, joining us from New York. Mark, thanks, Mark, for, having thanks us. for having us. Yeah, I, I told you I would say it. So I'm going to say it live from New York. It's Partnernomics. So here we are. <laughs> We're happy to be here. That's right, yeah. buddy. I love that. Well, man, so as, as I described uh, a while back, whenever we met for the first time, I ran uh, the biz dev efforts for Sprint TV for almost three years, you know, so I had an opportunity to jump in and and, and go to New York on multiple occasions, as well as out in the, the LA area, working with a lot of the different studios and content providers and those folks. And yeah, to say that uh, finding what you want, when and where you want, all that sort of stuff, uh, to say that there's some room for improvement is an understatement, I think. And so, man, I'd love to just dig right into this and, uh, you know, have you guys chat about, you know, you, you guys, like so many entrepreneurs, you see an issue or an inefficiency in the marketplace and you wrap a product and a business around that. Tell us a little bit about the streaming guide and what it is and what the, what the problem is that you guys are solving. Yeah, well, so the streaming guide essentially is a platform, a social discovery platform that helps users find movies and TV to watch. So we're, we're exclusively in long form. And I'd say we spent a lot of time with streaming today. As you know, the streaming wars have commenced and that just has raised the volume of content available to consumers. And so you're right. Uh, since we are a startup, we focus on two really big problems that, that we're trying to solve for the consumer. And so the first is how do we reduce the time it takes for a consumer to find something to watch. We talk to some customers, it takes them 35, 45 minutes on average to find something to watch. I always tell them, that's a whole TV episode you're missing out on, that's crazy. And then, and then our second metric is, how can we make sure that you find something that you love to watch? So you're not just, you know, we always have this concept internally of the fallback show. You spend 20 minutes looking for a movie to watch, you give up, you turn on The Office or you turn on Grey's because you're like, I'm just gonna go to my fallback show. Sure, you loved that show at one time, but if we can make sure that you can get to something you actually love through friends and family recommendations, through discovery. That's the platform we're building. And, and we're really excited to be on your podcast because we've been doing the circuit lately. We actually just launched a completely new mobile app um, that, that really encapsulates the existing platform we had, but in a completely new way for consumers. Um, and, and so we're really excited to share that with you and share how we partner with, with streaming companies to get the job done for, for our users. Yeah. And the other thing too, just exactly on that point is, and it's a really good thing that this is all happening, but the, the world of media is changing dramatically with, with streaming, with social, every little aspect of the way that you engage with content today is different than it was yesterday. And certainly was different than you, than you did 10 years ago. Right. So now with everything going streaming, with everything going online to, to, you know, whether it's on your smartphone or your smart TV, everything has been siloed off away from linear cable and you have to go and find the content rather than it finding you. So the streaming guide now, putting everything together, unsiloing the different sectors of media and going to one platform and having everything there for you. 
if you click on a Disney show, we'll kick you to Disney. If you find a Netflix show, we'll kick you out to Netflix. But we have one platform and everything's right there. And it makes it a really, really easy experience to just aggregate everything you want together and, and engage with it in one platform. So in my mind's eye, I have a picture but I want you to, to step me through what is the customer experience, okay? So I go to, you know, let's say the, the, the app store and I download the app. Take me from, from A to Z. Take me from using to, to dialing into a particular um, episode of something that I want to watch. What's that user experience? Yeah, I mean, listen, a lot of users are going to find different ways to engage with us originally. And so one of the great things about having a social platform is some users will discover our app via the App Store, and some users are going to discover our app because a user shares a title with them via our app, and then it prompts them to download it. So there's a lot of really great entry points, whether it's from traditional social media, iMessage, SMS, or even downloading from the App Store. What I love is when you get to the App Store, we were very focused on building an app that was not overwhelming for the user. And so in Instead of like it is today, where you go to a streaming site and you see millions, thousands, dozens of tiles of different shows and it's really overwhelming. We always show details for one single show that you can actually swipe through, through simple swipeable cards, allow you to go a little deeper on a show we think you'll like, instead of just saying a bunch of content horizontally. From there, very similar to music playlists. You can subscribe to watch lists that other users have created, especially ones that we think you'll like. You can create your own watch list that then you can share with other users. And then our very favorite feature that's kind of near the end of the journey are what we call stream teams, where you can actually build groups of people that you watch content together with. And then we'll actually tell you what content that group is predisposed to like, and you can share titles with that group too. So those are the three concept pieces of the app. We also have a really great search bar that we've invested a lot of time in. So you want to search for Harrison Ford movies, you can throw that in the search bar as well but it's really about making it simple and, and less overwhelming um you know from the beginning which is finding and discovering all the way till you click the stream button right in our app and it exits you to the streaming platform and you're ready to watch awesome so ben talk to me a little bit about so the the application itself it's also a social platform right so it's not just a discovery app but it's also a way for me to connect in and be able to communicate with other users as well friends uh, families influencers yeah and that's a really important part of it right because you don't watch tv alone only right entertainment is meant to be enjoyed with other people and you don't want to watch something just that you want to watch but you want to engage with something that other people are talking about the whole idea of binging tv is is, is hearing and, and and discussing with other people what they're doing as well and, and so the great thing about the social app that we we've created is is allowing you to create teams and engagements with other people depending on what they're watching or what you want to watch with them so one of my favorite parts about it is the stream teams and the stream teams is basically the idea that depending on who you're with, you're going to watch something different, right? Me and my roommates are going to watch a very different type of piece of content than me and my mother will when I visit her at home. So my mother and I have a stream teams together. My mom and I have a running list of things that we want to watch together in, a, in, in one playlist that we can always pop into. So rather than when I go to her house and it takes 15, 20 minutes, maybe even 45 minutes to find out what we want to watch, we have it all in one running order. On the other side, I have one with my roommates where it's all action movies and comedies that my mother would never want to watch. The other thing that, that people really want to be doing is, is following and engaging with, with influences that they care about, right? The idea that you know, an actor may have a running list of the top 10 shows that he 
loves to watch. Uh, that's really interesting to a lot of people. And so to be able to follow other people, hear recommendations that they have, uh, is just another way to step out of the, uh, the siloed off universe of entertainment and engage with other people. Yeah, I love that, man. It makes perfect sense. So Gabriel, so as one of the co-founders, talk to me a little bit just about the experience in general. How do you go from, hey, isn't it a pain in the ass to, to find something good to watch all the way to actually launching a business and starting to reach out to these sumos in the space? And they're like, okay, so who are you? What are you doing? Talk to us kind of what that experience has been like over the past couple of years. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, uh, it feels like you're moving uh, 110 miles per hour while you're changing the tires and fixing the engine and doing a tune-up. And, and that, that's, you know, life every day at a startup. I mean, what I would say about in terms of, you know, work, the opportunity to work with these large media partners and being such a small company is, you know, we've been very surprised that every large company we've approached, they've treated us with respect despite our size. And I think we, we pull our weight. Um, we know how important these discussions, these partnerships are to them. And we always make sure that our tech roadmap supports what they need to be successful. I mean, we actually had a fully fledged working product long before we started partnering. And that was essential for us because we wanted to make sure we had a great foundation for them because we knew that you only get a few chances to work with brands, big brands, lasting brands like Disney. And so we wanted to make sure we did it right from the beginning. Man, you hit the, I think the nail on the head and that is you, you only, you know, we've all heard it before. You only get one time to, you know, to make a first impression, but uh, you know, we talk a lot about how, you know, the Sumo Advantage, an awesome book that's out there, but how do these small companies partner with these behemoths that can yeah. really change the trajectory of their business? I'd like to have you just dig in a little bit more about just strategically and the, the planning that went into place, how you made the initial value props, you know, those yep. initial value propositions to even get a meeting at the table to talk to some of these big studios. Yeah. Well, and, and listen, I would say what's so great about the opportunity for us from a partner perspective is the streaming wars have heated up and there's so much potential out there. And so these streaming companies, they want users so badly and they want people to engage with their content so badly that they're willing to try so many different venues. And so from our perspective, we were able to go to them from a value prop and say, we have something really unique that you're not getting anywhere else. No, we're not a big billboard on the side of the highway. No, we're not a splashy ad firm that's going to get you an ad in the Super Bowl. But actually, we help you highlight content. We help users discover content on your platform that might not be the newest, hottest thing out there. And, you know, a great example is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Show, show's been out for a really long time. HBO Max comes out and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, all of a sudden you have thousands of users that are re-watching that show or in some cases discovering it for the very first time. And that's really what our platform does too. It helps you find content that might be, you know, what some would consider stale or old fashioned. Um, it's not the newest thing on HBO Max. It's not the newest release. But what we always try to explain to them from a value prop perspective is these things matter to consumers too. And the more that we can get this kind of content in their faces through discovery and through social, the better off they're going to be long-term with their customer base and their subscribers. Yeah. On that too, you know, we have the same goal as our partners, right? We have the same goal at the end of the day as Disney does just at a, just at a different level, right? At the end of the day, Disney wants to get their content in front of viewers and they want to therefore turn over acquisitions and, you know, sell movie tickets on, you know, the outside of the streaming platform. 
we want to do the exact same and we want to get people to the content. And that's why we are the streaming guide. We are simply placing ourselves in the between the Disney's and the HBO's and, and the consumers and just saying, Hey, this is the runway to get there. And, and just like Gabriel said, we are not just there to promote Cruella or the big blockbuster that's coming out. We are there as an evergreen partner, 100% of the days in an always on mentality to show them all of the content that exists on these platforms forever. Right. For the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a great example, because when was the last time you saw a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air ad? Well, we create unique incentives for new customers to acquire streaming services. And it's not only going to have to be about the big blockbuster moments, but just being able to socialize and engage with new content or old content that you're now just rediscovering allows you uh, to, to, to take a second thought and maybe subscribe to something that you otherwise weren't going to do. One of the things that we teach and preach is that there's three ways that we grow our business. Organic, we're going to build it ourselves. Acquisition, we're going to get out the checkbook and buy it. Third way is we're going to partner or a combination of those. And obviously, at a minimum, you guys are doing number one and three, organic. You know, you're doing a lot of work on your own side, but then obviously partnering a lot to do that. Ben, talk to us a little bit about the the partnering strategy and so obviously you guys have to have partners right you're connecting dots you're kind of the air traffic controller in the middle how you know when you guys think about partnering partnerships what what does that look like and what's the what's kind of the value prop how do you address uh, the market yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. And, 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 and to think about what our value is, or at least what the strategy is in getting these, these partnerships, you have to remember our goal, right? The goal of the streaming guide is to have every bit of content on our platform. And so obviously when it first comes to the, to the strategy of getting these partnerships, we wanna go right after the big ones, right? We wanna go to Disney and HBO. We wanna go to Paramount Plus and ESPN to get some sports and that's super important. But at the end of the day, creating a roadmap to becoming a, uh, a, a home for content is super important. So we strategically outlined some of the ones that we had initial contacts in that we knew that we could kind of step out the door, knowing we're a smaller company going to the big ones. We wanted to open the door into the places that we knew we're comfortable with. Uh, right off the bat, that closed you know six deals that we were very excited about, and you know having those now creates an elevation to go to the next ones and you know the biggest thing that we always talk about is you know there's only so many people at this company and and you know therefore we're, we're you know we can only partner with so many so quickly and outlining the roadmap to where we want to go next is oftentimes the trickiest not just actually getting the deal but figuring out which deal we want to get uh at the quickest we we like to incentivize ourselves based off of the idea that our consumers want a certain type of content and therefore those are the those are the content houses we're going to go after but at the end of the day the, the you know the long term is we want everything that's being made to be on the streaming guide and that that has to happen through partnerships i think you said something there that really resonates and something that that we share often and that is less is more you must prioritize. You only have so many resources. It doesn't matter if you're the streaming guide or it doesn't matter if you're Google. You still have a finite amount of resources that can manage partners. And the, the being intentional about who you'll partner with, Absolutely. why you're partnering, and how they are directly tied back to the, the company's strategy. So smart, but often, often messed up not done correctly gabriel i can only imagine there's got to be people sitting out there saying 
okay, what's the business model behind this thing, right? Do I have to, you know, pony up some money, pull my credit card out in order to grab the streaming guide? Or I mean, how do these guys make money, right? That's what they always want to ask. Talk to us about the business model of, uh, of the streaming guide. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, when we talk about partnering with these companies, there's really three things that that partnership brings us. Number one, it brings us more visibility into their, their content strategy and how they launch things. Number two is we get access to much better imagery and content for our users that helps us build a better product. And the third, which answers your question is, we get a little bit of revenue from it. And so, and so these partnerships are so incredible because if we are aligning with our users, meaning we're getting them the content they love, then they also will pay for that out of their marketing budgets. And that's one of the ways we make money. But we're so focused on the user and on the customer and on the user, quite frankly, being the customer that we didn't want to stop there. We didn't want to be an advertising agency or a middleman. Um, and so today the streaming guide is a free product, but very similar to Spotify and other media aggregation platforms. Eventually we want to introduce a subscription model, something that will pull the user in a direction that will help them save even more time, love even more shows at, for essentially a nominal cost. I like to say it's like a companion pass for your streaming services. People are collecting so many streaming services nowadays, a companion pass that's kind of like the modern TV guide that helps you get places faster, saves you time, allows you to share quicker. That's, that's essentially our bread and butter and where we think most of our revenue will come from long-term. So as you guys, you know, look a year, two years, three years into the future, from a partnering perspective, what, is the, what does the future look like? How are you going to continue to leverage partnerships to help, you know, further develop the business? It's a really good question. And it's something that, you know, the, uh, one of our co-founders, Corey, who's not on this right now, always says is that these partnerships are living, breathing organisms and that they only start once you close the partnership. It's oftentimes, you know, forgotten that you do so much work to close the partnership, but that's only when the partnership really begins. And so the, so the way I think about that in terms of the future of these partnerships is we're only just beginning now to actually develop and nurture these and they need to grow exponentially for us to really see and for the user to really see the value of these partnerships within the streaming guide. So, so one, we really want to develop the ones that we have into actually, you know, pretty full-fledged strategies in, in, in order to engage users differently. But the second one is there's so many new frontiers within uh, media today. And it's not just the big batch streaming services, right? There's, there's a totally different wealth of other media companies that could be really monumentally important for a user's engagement within, within streaming. And so I, I know Gabriel and I talk a lot about our new frontiers and I'll let him get into some of the ways that he sees the future of the partnerships being. But you know, right now we're only beginning to develop the ones we already have. And obviously we want to get all the other partnerships as well within streaming. But the new frontiers, I will really leave into Gabriel on this one because I know that he wants to talk a little bit about that. No, I mean, listen, Mark, you said it earlier with connecting the dots. You you killed it with connecting the dots. We like to say we really want to be in that the middle, the middle of the wheel, and we want to develop these partnerships in a spoke-like format that really allows us to be the dot connector. Um, and so today we're focused on streaming because we said that's where our users are at today and that's where we can make the most impact. But moving forward, there are so many advantageous opportunities to partner with rating agencies like Rotten Tomato and IMDB. And then even further down, which is actually Actually, where, I'm, where I'm most excited about is partnering with indie film studios and independent filmmakers who today, quite frankly, go through the 
ringer to find traditional distribution for their movies and TV. And so once we've built a captive audience through these great partnerships with these large media companies, not only being able to feature and partner with indie film studios, but actually in some cases connecting them directly with the streaming partners upstream, we think we have a huge opportunity to change the way film distribution is found and quite frankly, get more movies that are quite that are awesome, that users will love in front of their faces. Um, and in the process, hopefully getting some of these filmmakers better exits than they're getting today through traditional distribution. So Gabriel, kind of piggybacking on that one a bit, uh, imagine some folks out there are thinking or wondering, what are the different types of partnerships that the streaming guide is using to put their business together? Is it just content mm -hmm. providers or are there other types of partners and partnerships that you guys are forging to continue to advance your business? Yeah, today we are almost 100% focused on content partnerships. So things that give us accessibility to extra content that we can index for our users. But when we talk about partnering with rating agencies or, or other, other folks like that, those are really opportunities to potentially create algorithmic partnerships. Not only does do the ratings uh, bring a lot of good things to the customers, but there's actually a lot of technological overlap that we can build. One of the things we've been most surprised about the media space, I have actually coming from a healthcare background, is how antiquated a lot of the technology is. And so we're building a very modern tech stack and a very conventional industry. And we've been very surprised to find that there's people that want to partner just on the technology side in terms of tech sharing and resource sharing, just because they're looking uh, to, to broaden their scope, their data analytics capabilities and the way they understand their customers versus the, you know, the traditional billboard way, which is the way media has really operated for the past decade, two decades. So I want to hit on one of my favorite topics, and that is ecosystems, you know, and just uh, from two different perspectives with what you guys are on. One is kind of this, this entrepreneurial startup ecosystem and, and what that experience has been like for you. But then also, I might just kind of lean back to, to over a decade that I spent at Sprint, where we made the smartphone really become an ecosystem. And, and you guys are doing a lot of those similar things, you know, as we mentioned, connecting the dots, you know, just putting just making that more efficient for people but and generally speaking as you think of the ecosystems that, that you sit in the middle of talk to us about kind of that ecosystem mindset that you guys are taking with the business yeah, it's interesting. It's we're like a Venn diagram because on one side we are part of the startup ecosystem, and we've had a lot of great opportunities through partnerships in that in that regard too to really accelerate our growth. Uh, I mean, AWS is an incredible partner of ours. We're part of their accelerator program. They've partnered with us many times on public cloud services, as well as a lot of law firms because uh, media is complicated. There's a lot of contract work involved, and so not startups don't always have the breadth of legal teams behind them like we do. Um, so then we have the startup ecosystem on one side, and then on this other side, we have this really complex media ecosystem that is really conventional. And so whenever we talk about partnerships and we talk about kind of our DNA as a company, what we always remind folks is we are a technology company in the media space. We are not a media company that does technology. We are a technology company in the media space. And that's so important to our DNA because we always want to approach every conversation in the, in the media ecosystem with the fact that, hey, our core expertise is technology, it's not media. That's where we can information share with each other and that can be part of the partnership. However, we can help you expand your tech breadth and you'd be surprised how integrated some of the technologies at these large media companies, we will help you and in exchange, please help us make sure we understand how the media ecosystem works. And quite frankly, we can be a successful member of the ecosystem. 
Yeah. There's another element of the ecosystem today that that is that is so on its own feet right now. And we can talk as much as we want about COVID or the other nuances of the last couple of years that have affected it. But but media is forever changed in so many ways. Right. You're not watching a, a, a movie in the theaters right now. Right. You're watching it on your streaming device. The ways in which shows are being released, movies are being released, theatrical windows are shortened if not gone altogether, has totally upended the way that streaming companies, content providers, and even distributors are sharing and engaging with this stuff. And so we are being placed right now uh, kind of in the midst of a potentially you know, altering full 180 ecosystem within media and finding and navigating that pathway. And with partnerships, it's been a lot more, you know, comfortable and engaging um, has been really exciting because we're just only becoming uh, a, a major player in this market, but we're doing so at a time where everyone's having to pivot in certain ways. And so we're kind of coming about uh, at a very strong time to be coming into the space for new. So this, the solution, the app that you have, is it just for mobile devices as in phones or are we also jumping into the TV space or what, kind of what is, what is the evolution look like? Yeah, I mean, listen, I always tell people, uh, do you enjoy using a Roku remote? Um, the answer is almost always no. And then I say, okay, you have an Apple TV, do I use an Apple remote sometimes? Um, and, and so what we've always said from the start is if we build a perfect mobile service, so somewhere where a user can go to their phone and really hone in and discover what they want to watch fast, we don't have to be good at the TV market, let the TV guys do what they're doing. And so we've been really lucky to develop novel technology that allows that pass through. So essentially if you have the Netflix app installed on your Apple TV, when you click the stream button using our application, it's going to start streaming to your Apple TV or your Roku. Uh, we want to stay off the TV ecosystem as much as possible because we think we can really own the mobile market. And quite frankly, it's where Roku and Apple TV are not playing today because they're so focused on their hardware OSs. And so as much as we can make that mobile experience rich and then get it deployed to the TV, that's really where we want to be. We also have a web app. So for those that, you know, that are, are browsing for something to watch maybe at their desk or in their cubicle, we have that as an option. But the mobile app by far is the best way to access our content. Awesome. One of my favorite topics, talking about scaling. So let's jump into the topic of scaling. And as you look into the future, what are some, some building blocks that you're setting in place today, either from a, a, pro, a partnerships perspective, Ben, or just kind of in general, strategically, what, uh, what, what are our thoughts on scaling and how we're going to, to really go big with this? Yeah, right now, a lot of our partnerships are taking content providers and putting it onto our site. And that's a really important part of our partnerships. But when we were talking just a bit ago with Gabriel about the new frontiers, uh, a lot of the new frontiers involve the scaling of our service and the way that'll affect our partnerships and the way that we partner now will affect those scaling options. One of the things that would be so interesting for us to do would be to, to be natively showing film and having a release window on our site that an indie film producer can release something exclusively on the streaming guide. And you know that, that's a, a whole TVOD window of rental, renting or buying something directly through us on the streaming guide to watch new film that otherwise wouldn't have a distribution model. And so what we talk about there in terms of the way that we would partner is finding the production companies, the boutique studios, the independent film companies that don't necessarily have a big distribution model right now that still make great content that is worth watching that people would want to find and then placing it on our platform. So that's one of the really big scaling options that we really like to talk about. 
Yeah, and listen, this is not the big blockbusters. We're not trying to get in, in into the in the iTunes or the Amazon Prime rental business. We're really trying to use technology to find movies that are not discoverable today or don't find distribution today. I mean, this is a crazy stat. It blows my mind every time. But every year, there are 20,000 movies that are backed by investors and filmed to completion. Of those 20,000, only 600 of the ones that we see on movie theater screens, on the silver screen. That means there's 19,000 other movies that maybe make it to Sundance or Tribeca where we were last week, but they never find traditional distribution because prior to technology and the technological innovation we're seeing right now, there are only so many brick and mortar screens. So the theaters had to reserve them for the biggest films. And so if we can use technology, data pipelines and analytics to bring to bridge that that gap and to bring content that we think people will love to their screens, we think that's a huge win for consumers. It's even a bigger win for these indie film producers who have to get their, their content off the ground uh, to really make it big in Hollywood. Um, so it's a little bit of a closed club and, and we're really trying to, to open it a little wider. Yeah, man. Love what you guys do. Hey, before we sign off, I want you to tell us again, what are all the different places where, where we can find uh, the app and connect with the, the service and better search for things we want to watch? Yeah. I mean, listen, we are iOS and Android. Very important for all you Android folks out there. We did not go iOS only. We didn't want to leave you out. The best way to access it is thestreamingguide.com slash download. From there, you can get to, to the iOS download or the Android download. We're also on every major major social media platform. In fact, you'll love our Twitter. We are always you know, breaking news in the media market and having some fun sometimes. We actually do a weekly Twitter spaces as well where we talk media. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at The Streaming Guide. You can find us on Instagram. We're all over the place. Um, but thestreamingguide.com slash download. Go download our new app. We're really excited about it. Really excited to get your feedback as well. We're a startup. Uh, so we're, we're a living, breathing organism as much as our partnerships are. And we're, we're always looking, uh, you know, to talk to more users and, and provide better, better services to them. Awesome. Gabriel, Ben, thank you guys for your time. Uh, continued success to you guys. We're going to, we're going to have to put it on the calendar a year from now or so. We're going to have to have you guys back on if, uh, if we can get on your schedule, because you guys are just going to be killing it going all over the world by that time. But uh, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for sharing some insights of what uh, you guys have come across so far doing the partnering thing and continued success. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it, Mark. Yeah, Looking forward in a year from now to tell, to tell you where our partnerships are to that. It's definitely going to be on Ben's calendar, although he's, he's probably busier than me nowadays signing all these partnerships. So we'll see. <laughs> Always time for Mark. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Talk to you soon, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Partnernomics podcast is brought to you by Partnernomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partnernomics podcast, visit partnernomics.com.